Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the reminder of this incredible confession that Peter makes. The rock of our confession. I pray, Lord, in this moment, God, right now, would you speak through your word? I pray, Lord, all the distractions, all the different voices and pressures that, that we may have, God, we, we just ask that your spirit will give us this attention to your voice. Because God, you tell us that your word will not return void. You tell us that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And God, we are ready and eager to hear from you. So I pray in this moment that we would get at the edge of our seat, that we would have a focus, a determination to hear from you. I pray, Lord, for a focus that you would speak and be a filter over my mouth that it would truly be you speaking, Spirit of God. In your name we pray, amen. Well, this morning we are starting or, or teasing our next series, our Lenten series called We Believe, a token of our confession. And for the season of Lent, we are going to be confessing every week a creed called the Nicene Creed, and we'll learn more about that next week, but it's a confession of the faith about what we believe about God and the church and the world, and we say this every day, and this idea that this is our confession. And I wanted to frame this series by looking at this passage with Peter today as you ask yourself, what is my confession? Or maybe, what is my profession? In our teaching team this uh, meeting this week, we meet together to kind of talk about the sermon and work through kind of the direction and, the, and work through the text, and we had this debate. What is the difference between a, what it means to have a profession and a confession? What does it mean to profess your faith versus to confess your faith? Anybody else confused about why we use those different words? I am. Oh man, maybe I'm preaching only to myself today. Great. Today, as we think about this, I want us to have a clear understanding of why we use the word profession and confession. And the big idea is this today. As we think about this, here's this. Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, is the profession of our confession. Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is the profession of our confession. Now that sounds a little confusing. I'm hoping by the end of today of this service you'll understand this. A little bit background on the words profession and confession because they mean a lot of different things and I want us to understand what we're talking about here. If you can direct your attention to the screen, it says this about profession and confession. Confession, two kind of different def definitions of it. One is an act of confessing sin we see this in confession, we see this through confessing our sin or writing a confession, or it's also an organized religious body having a common creed. This is why we call the creeds and the confessions a part of the church. And so when we, we use the word confession, we're talking about either this act of confessing sin or an organized religious body confessing this common creed that we have, and I think they're related. Now, profession is this. 
It's an act of openly declaring or publicly claiming a belief, faith, or opinion. So when we had our new members up here and they professed their faith, they were in an act of professing their confession. Does that make sense? They were professing, they were declaring their faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's also a principle calling vocation or employment. So, for example, my profession is a pastor. Now, your profession may be something different. I have an object lesson today. Um, This is nothing near my profession, but I have a hammer. For you, I don't know what this would represent. Maybe it would be um, a plow. Maybe it would be... Um, the udders of a cow. Maybe it would be a, 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 an apple for a teacher. I want to encourage you, what is your profession? And then we also have over here, I just have the cup from our communion, our confession. When we talk about communion, the body and the, the blood of Christ, this confession of repentance that unites us as a church. So we have confession and we have profession. And as we think about this, the question is, how does our confession relate to our profession? How does what we say relate to what we do? What is their relationship like? It seems to me here we see this point in the Gospels where we can learn something from Jesus' interaction with Peter. Look at what it says here. Jesus has been talking to the disciples and he asks them, who do you say I am? Actually, first he says, who do people say I am? And the disciples respond and they say, well, some say you're, you're Jeremiah or some say you're Elijah. Basically, people think you're a prophet. You see, everybody has something that they think about Jesus. Many people would say, yeah, he, Jesus is like my good vibes, Jesus. He's a good man, he's a good prophet. But Jesus, as he's talking to the disciples, as he's talking to you and I, he leans into his disciples and he says personally this. He says, who do you say I am? He says, what is your confession or profession? And Simon Peter replies this. He says, you are the Christ, son of the living God. In this moment, when when he says the Christ, this would be a hyperlink to the entire Old Testament scriptures, the Messiah, the promised king who would come, the one who was promised to Abraham, who would be the, 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 the part that would help the nations be blessed, the one to King David who would be a son of David who would reign on the throne, and when, when Peter re- re- responds with saying, you are the Christ, it's, the, it's him together as the church saying, Jesus is the Messiah, also the son of the living God. Not just the Christ, also the son of the living God. The Christ, the Messiah, human, son of the living God, deity. We see this confession. And Jesus hears this from Peter. And what does he respond? He says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. That's his name, Barjona is his father. He says, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. In other words, you didn't come to this revelation by yourself. 
God himself did something in you, Peter, worked in you and revealed to you the truth of who I am. This is a part of our salvation story, God working in us. And then look at what Jesus says about this confession. He tells Peter here, he says, I will give you the keys. I will tell you, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Did I skip a verse? I'm sorry, Lord, go back. Get the whole thing. He says, I tell you, you are Peter. Now, Peter is a name in Greek that means rock. So Jesus is literally naming Peter here, and he says, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, here there's a lot of dialogue and controversy about what Jesus means. Is he saying that Peter is like a saint and, 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 and it is through him that, we, that he builds it on Peter? Seems to me that Jesus is saying here to Peter, this confession, the confession that Jesus is the Christ, on you I will, on this confession, this truth of Jesus as Lord and Savior, of Jesus as the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God, on this confession I will build my church. And even if it was that it would be Peter, Peter would literally give the first sermon where he would declare that Jesus is king in Acts 2. And so here he's saying this confession is the bedrock, the foundation of our profession. He continues, he tells this to Peter, he says, I will give you the kingdoms of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He's saying there's this authority and this power that Christ himself has, and because of this, uh, this confession of Jesus as Lord and Savior, there will then be this power and authority that, that is transferred and working through the hearts and minds of all who make this confession and allow Christ to reign in our hearts. Do you see this? And so as we think about this, I wanna make two quick points. First, as we think about how confession, our confession, our belief, and profession, the things that we do, the things that we declare, how those relate, the first point I want to make is this. Your confession should drive your profession. Your confession should drive your profession. In, this, in, the, in the words of the great theologian, Carrie Underwood, Jesus, take the wheel. Amen, right, Clementine? When we confess Christ as Lord, we are saying he is the, the ruler of my life, and he is going to his ways, his gospel, his grace is gonna reign in my life. He's the driver. And this is so important. I don't know about you, it's a good thing I'm not the driver. Ask Brianna. The other day, we were, we were uh, it was a Friday morning, and um, uh, I constantly get lost, and I daydream when I drive. And there, we have discovered a new way to get to Fairmead <laughs> that's not on the freeway. So I was telling Brianna, I'm gonna show you that I'm gonna get there all by myself without Siri's help. 
So we get in the car and we start talking about our day. And I go out Green Hills and literally my first turn is to the freeway. And, she, and I just literally like, I'm lost right away. Right away, even though I, I had it all planned that I was gonna demonstrate, this is what it means. We, like, we need a Lord. We need our confession to drive our profession. And as we think about this, this is such an important question to ask because it's really important. As you think about this question, remember, Jesus is telling Peter, who do you say I am? As you think about this, I wanna ask you, who do you say Jesus is? Do you confess Jesus as a moral teacher and model for life? Or is he the perfect, powerful son of God who came to share, save you, and rule in your heart? You see, Jesus does not leave room for us to confess anything else if we believe him. C.S. Lewis, he wrote this. He said, either he would be a lunatic on the level with the man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man, Jesus, was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about this being a great human teacher. He has not left that open for us, he did not intend to. And as we think about that, as you wonder, is my confession driving my profession? Notice what happens in Peter's confession in this. One moment, he's confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior, and Jesus is saying, yes, you're the rock. I'm gonna build my church on you. And the next moment, what happens? Look at what happens. It says, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter, remember the one who just confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, he said, Jesus, take the wheel. He said, he took Jesus aside and he began to rebuke him saying, far be it from you, Lord. This will never happen to you. And Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, rock, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. It's so easy. Peter thought, Awesome, you're Lord and Savior, and I'm gonna tell you, Jesus, what it looks like for you to be Lord and Savior. He thought Jesus was coming to deal with the Romans. He thought Jesus was coming to lead a rebellion, but what we know is Jesus was coming to die so that we could live. This is paramount to our understanding of our confession of what it means to be a Jesus kingdom people. 
as we think about this season of Lent, as we think about thinking towards Easter, we recognize that Jesus was living to die so that we could be dying to live. And most of us are living to die, but Jesus calls us to be dying to live. So as we think about this, as we reflect on these truths here, that Jesus did come to die for you and I so that we could live. My second point as we think about how profession and confession relate is hear this. Your profession, your profession should be a life of confession. The way that you live, the things that you say, your occupation should be a life of confession. And what are you confessing? Remember, the big idea is this. Your profession should be a life of confession. Jesus as Lord and Savior is the profession of our confession. That he is Lord, that his ways are king. When I declare that, I truly believe that. And as you think about this, as as once again we ask this question, my question may be for you to think about and ponder is this. Do you follow Jesus because that is what good religious people do? Or because you are sick and in need of a doctor? We don't just say Jesus is Lord and King, we say he's my savior. We say that there's something, this indwelling, this this sin in me that he by his death has done and worked and is working in me and transforming and changing me. And so when I say he is my king, I also say he's my savior. I recognize that to hear the good news of the gospel, I first must hear the bad news, which is that I am a sinner in need of grace. Which is that Jesus had to die so that I could live. Which is that Jesus resurrected and reigns in my life so that I can live a life of dying to myself so that I can live. Look at what he says in this, in this passage here with the disciples. He said, Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. This is the posture of Lent. This is the posture of what it means to be a Christian. Jesus was living to die so that we could be dying to live. Hear this, many of us are living to die. But Jesus calls us to be dying to live. Do you think about this as you reflect on this as a church. I'm reminded, one of my favorite parts of our membership class is we have this moment towards the end where we talk, we've talked about the confessions, we've talked about the, the, the gospel, and then I encourage everybody, I'd like you to write down who Jesus is. I'd like you to write down personally who Jesus is. 
and we go around the room and we hear every member confessing a personal, right relationship with Jesus. And what I love is every confession is a little different, but every confession is true. And every confession is grounded in the most important things you can say, King and Savior. We cannot miss this. The Bible tells us even the demons believe. Does your confession drive your profession? And as you think about this on this Lord's Day, on this family service, in a few moments I'm gonna pray. And after I pray, we're actually gonna sing this song called My Jesus. It's a song about this confession of who Jesus is and how he's done a work in us. And you're gonna get to see two of our family members here share how Jesus has changed them. You're gonna hear from Colin and Colin's gonna confess his faith. He was baptized as a baby, and over the years he has come to feel this calling to confess his faith and affirm the meaning of his baptism. And we're gonna celebrate his confession, and then you're gonna hear the story of Brittany, who, who, who wants to make this confession of her faith and actually experience and, and, and show the world her confession through the sacrament of baptism. And what I love about this as a church is Christ has given us these simple things that we get to do, that we taste and feel and see our confession. And my hope and prayer for you, as you think about your profession, what you do, even maybe what you've spoken up here on stage, that your confession would be personal and honest and transparent. And that you would join in celebrating and singing this together. So I'm gonna pray and then everyone's gonna stand and we're actually gonna sing this song as we baptize, just follow our lead. It's gonna be a wonderful time of celebration of this confession. Would you join and pray with me? Lord, So thankful that all of us in our different professions, all the different things that we do, we are united as a people of God under the confession that we believe in, in God, the almighty God who sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for our sins so that we can experience new, abundant, full life who's given us his spirit to indwell us and remind us. And Lord, as we sing of you, as we sing Jesus of the way and the power that you work, I pray, Lord, in this moment, there may be some people here who've never confessed their faith publicly. There are some here that have, they were maybe baptized as babies and they haven't made that confession. I pray, Lord, that they would feel that calling to join in that and take that next step. For some who've never been made this confession at all, who feel this longing to get baptized, to, to be a part of this, I pray, Lord, that they would respond and take that step by your spirit. 
I pray for everybody here that, 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 that confesses this, God. I pray that we would be strengthened in this time as we watch a baptism, as we watch a confession of faith. I pray that the saints' faith would be strengthened and reminded of your power in each of our lives, of the day that you called us, the day that you spoke into us, the day that you did a saving work in us. And we trust you to work and to move, and we thank you that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Have your way, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Would you rise and stand as we worship together?